Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Talk. I'm your host, Barry, and today I'm joined by a very special guest from Physicality Games, Bill Schwartz, the CEO, and David Bruno, the marketing manager. Howdy. Now, Thank you uh, for having us. Of course. David is, just for everybody listening or watching, he is the all-knowing brains of Physicality Games. Therefore, he does all the work. So Don't put me into that bus. That's too much weight. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's already out there. It's it's on the internet. That means it's true. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the unfairness of capitalism. <laughs> Absolutely. So for you listening or watching, this is actually a very special episode of Industry Talk. Um, this episode is in two places at the same time. Uh, we have the audio version over with the Switch Mania Playcast, where it's listenable everywhere that the Switch Mania Playcast is. And we also have the video version. So if you're watching the video, cool. Um, you have us on YouTube on Nintendo Fuse's YouTube channel. So thank you guys for being on this very special episode where you get two places at the same time. Yeah. Now, double the fun. Uh, double the fun. Um, so first, let's before we get into physicality, let, let's let the listeners get to know you guys. What, what are your backgrounds in games and, and the, the industry and, you know, all that? All right. Um, first off, as you said, my name's Bill and I'm a Leo. <laughs> this isn't a dating site you know <laughs> oh gosh damn it i gotta keep my tinder no so um games i mean i'm 55 and it's pretty much everything i've ever done since 1987 um real 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 short biography um, I entered a speech contest senior year of college. As a result of that, I met um, the guys from Koei, which is, you know, um, Dynasty Warriors. At the time, it was 27 people. Um, I happened to speak Japanese, so I ended up getting hired by them. I went to Japan. Um, I was kind of the producer on what became Legend of the Three Kingdoms, or Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and Nobunaga's Ambition, um, which was great. It was an incredible experience. From there, I helped set up Koei America, which was really a good example of better lucky than smart. It was a great place to be. It was an incredible adventure. From there, I went to Activision. I was at Activision for 12 years. We at Activision in Japan. Um, where we did a ton of stuff, but probably the titles that the title that most people would remember from that era was Tenchu. Ah, live, yes. Live by honor, kill by stealth. <laughs> was an, that was an incredible game, and it was an incredible ride. Um, left Activision in 2001, I guess. Um, started a company called Mastiff, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, have been running that for going on 20 years. Um, very lucky I get to work with my friends, of whom I definitely count David. Um, decided last year that Mastiff as a publisher developer is great and it's fun and, you know, we like making games. Um, the thing about Mastiff structurally, though, is what we did is make a game, put it in a box, um, either ship that box to a wholesaler or to a large retail account, you know, Walmart, um, GameStop, Best Buy, whoever, and then they sell it to a customer. And that was kind of the end of the relationship. You know, similarly online, although we were selling and still are, you know, through um, XBLA and PSN and the eShop, also in a way it's the same kind of thing. I mean, you're putting your games on the storefront and then the storefront is selling it. 
And although we are incredibly blessed to be part of that, and, you know, same thing for Steam. Uh, well, Steam is a little different. Something similar for Steam. Um, and although, you know, it's a blessing to be part of that, and um, we're really happy that we could do it and we are doing it, we also thought it'd be fun to have a direct customer relationship. Um, and that was really the impetus behind starting Physicality Games. Um, we looked around at the sort of, you know, physical exclusive storefront model and said, okay, what's going on here? And it was a pretty short but pretty heartfelt list of things. Um, you know, there are some players in the arena who are not known for giving good customer service, who don't really produce a relationship. It's like, here's my game, take it next, please. We didn't want to do that. Um, we thought that gaming is all about joy. Um, and we looked around and we said, okay, great. Well, how? what should we be doing with this joy? And the answer is kind of sharing it. Um, and that's where we came up with the physicality gives concept, which is, you know, 1% of any eligible purchase goes to charity. And by the way, we're partnered with another company that produces an incredible donation engine. So any, um, pretty much any registered charity in the country, um, you can search for and donate and have us donate through, donate to on your behalf. So we do have, you know, charities we spotlight, but if you have something you feel passionate about, you know, it might be, you know, the East Albuquerque Animal Rescue Foundation or whatever it is. Um, if it's legitimately declared as a charity, chances are you can choose it when you order from the drop down menu and we will donate on your behalf. Um, and then another value that we think is really sort of core to gaming and it's what you're all about, I think, um, is community. And so we worked extremely hard to build community functionality into the site. Um, so you set up a profile, you explain what games you like, and then, and this is where it gets interesting, you get to do two things. One is you get to follow other people with similar interests. So, you know, if you follow John Superman 76 and he just bought X, well, that's a good chance you also want X. So that's kind of cool. But, um, you know, frankly, that's what Netflix does. That's what a lot of people do. It's, you know, called collaborative filtration. Um, the other thing that our community site allows you to do, which I think is actually a bigger deal and um, I'd love to see adapted more widely, is act as what I call the gamer's calling card. So if you're a gamer, chances are you're active on pick a number, three, four, seven platforms. You know, you're probably on Facebook, you're almost certainly on Twitter, you're probably on Twitch, you may well be on YouTube. Um, I'm gonna say you're probably not on Mixer much longer, but, <laughs> but you know, you're gonna be around. Um, but there's really no good way to share that. I mean, you meet someone on Twitch, and it's like, great, you're my Twitch buddy. You might eventually um, exchange Twitter handles, or you might not. But it's very, very hit or miss. What we do is offer a single place where you can put all your information. You know, here are my six handles, here are my six gamer tags, whatever, and share them very easily. Um, and by the way, that's got nothing to do with actually buying anything in our store. That's a separate section. That's kind of like you go to McDonald's and there's a free playground. Um, <laughs> You know, and you're invited to get on all the swings and have as much fun as you want. So anyway, that is probably a long answer to a short question, but that is more or less physicality. <laughs> that is definitely an amazing answer. Uh, I, I'm sorry for you, David. you got to follow that up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which for David will be easy. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I kind of started out um, 
in retail, uh, working as assistant manager at Funko Land. I kind of knew I wanted to be in gaming at some capacity. Uh, so I stumbled into a gig at Sony, um, working for their 989-919 buildings in Foster City as QA. Um, worked on a ton of fun games at the time, or QA was a lot easier and a lot more manageable when there wasn't, when online testing wasn't so dominated by, you know, um, just crazy uh, intricacies and play testing, you know, all, every aspect of online capability. So this was like the Jack and Daxter 2, um, Sly Cooper, SOCOM days. But I think SOCOM was like the only thing we had to test online, which um, I'll get to that in another time discussion. <laughs> um, but that was just infinitely fun when you're sitting in a bay of testers and you can all just like screen sheet and like, you know, find out where other players are. Um, when they walk over your dead body and be like, oh yeah, he's over behind the barrels. And like, you just, you know, kill some random player <laughs> and they're wondering how the hell you found them. Um, yeah, so I worked at Sony for a while, uh, left there as an assistant lead working on Siren and iToy games, Anti-Grav. Um, and then uh, kind of stumbled into a office manager role at Reverb Communications, which is a PR marketing agency um, that was working on a little game called Guitar Hero at the time. So uh, got my feet wet there and climbed the rungs up to uh, PR manager, um, boomeranged back down to the Bay Area from the Sierras where I had uh, stumbled onto another agency. Um, I'm from the Bay Area originally in California. Um, so it was nice to get back down to the area and I realized that there was an agency that was handling um, a lot of SNK Playmore titles and I hold SNK you know, close to heart like a lot of gamers do for some obscure reason. They just you know, love SNK titles and I was one of those people, and turns out uh, that the PR agency that represented SNK Playmore at the time was in the Bay Area, like really close to where I, I went to high school. Um, I'm sure if you did a little digging, you could probably find it. Um, so I went uh, went worked for them for several years. Um, that's where I had met Bill and Mastiff. Um, I think they were just wrapping up the Goodman uh, PSP campaign when I jumped on board. Um, and Bill and I uh, kind of founded a relationship, started working on a lot of. Uh, Different titles together from like Shimano Extreme Fishing on Wii to Major League Eating on WiiWare to, gosh, what what else? Um, all the hunting games, Deer Drive, uh, Moon from uh, Jewel. I'm sure you know Jewel's a Renegade Kid and, yeah. um, or now a Tui. Um, so I worked on a bevy of titles, um, kind of bounced to um, San Diego for a bit to work with Psyonix's team um, and back up to the Bay Area again, work for Sega for a bit and then worked with a uh, very um, predominant uh, visual novel publisher, speaking about visual novels earlier, uh, for Steam um, for about a year. Um, they just cranked out the visual novels. I mean, at last count, I was with them for about a year. Um, and we had released, I think it was like a visual novel. So I think it was like 56 uh, visual novels. No, I'm sorry, 26 or so in a year. And so, you know, multiply that times how many weeks there are in a year. It's like a title released every other week. So trying to do PR for that was just nuts. <laughs> no I mean, time to breathe. Absolutely none. You're just like, you know, you're cannibalizing your sales by, you know, just machine gunning these titles out. So um, that was a little stressful, but, you know, it was doable uh, for the most part. Uh, frantic, but doable. Um, and at that point, um, Bill had approached me with uh, Goodman 3D. Um, so we rekindled that relationship and we kind of, I think that was a solid, you know, it was a pretty solid hit for eShop. And last count, I think we had something close to like, hundred reviews online for Goodman 3D, so it was, pretty, it was a pretty good title for us. Um, then kind of moved that into Home Sweet Home and Party Planet and Arcade Islands and another Heavy Fire entry and 
and uh, just, you know, making sure that the games are getting the attention they deserve and that they're always active on sales. And um, yeah, then we uh, kind of took a step back and looked at, you know, what could we do differently in the outside of the traditional publishing model, like Bill was saying, and that's kind of how physicality came to be. And um, I personally kind of being a gamer, consumer, customer, whatever you want to call me, it's like I, I just kind of got tired of the the whole fear of missing out model. Um, I was trying to get games, and they were, you know, like a, you know, tough, tough crap. Like you know, you got to go to eBay to buy this game if you want it, just because like I, you know, I wasn't looking at my computer at X time of day or this week or whatever. Too busy with life, and you know, being an adult sucks sometimes. <laughs> so you miss out on a game. It's like that's not fair. So we, you know, we took a took a look at that, and then how can we, you know, improve upon this? You know, what what do we want to do? What do we believe in? And I think that all boiled down to like Bill was saying, it boiled down to charity, community, you know, kindness, um, just being a human, um, listening to people, um, addressing their needs and concerns, and you know, you're not going to get everything right 100% of the time, and you know, that's when you got to kind of take a step back and say, yeah, you know what, we are human, we're willing to make a change, we're willing to make a fix, and. And I think with physicality, we are effectively doing that. You know, we are listening to people's concerns. And um, when we opened up earlier this year in our kind of like our soft launch phase, um, you know, it, the site wasn't perfect. We could have, you know, turned this into a George Lucas director's cut of a movie and just kept on changing and changing and changing and changing. And, you know, we weren't ready. But, you know, at some point you kind of have to pull the curtain back. Um, so we did that. We listened to feedback. And then um, just uh, I think last month, at the end of last month or the end of May, it's kind of when we came out with our, you know, the grand opening and we, we pretty much tried to listen to everything everyone was saying um, and implemented that into our model, into the site. Absolutely. Yeah. When you guys came onto the scene, um, first off, it is already a very crowded water, so to speak. You know, there's a lot of limited companies. And like you said, you know, that the fear of missing out and, and waiting at the, at the specific time. And I was part of that crowd, you know, I, I was there, you know, I was sitting there ready, you know, ready to go, you know, F4, F4. Um, it, it was very stressful. So when you guys came onto the scene, you guys, you know, you, your first model, um, you had the, the pre-order bar. And like when that went live, I was there right away, got got everything and I was waiting and waiting. And, and, and it was a little disheartening to watch that bar not move as fast as I was hoping it would. And, and a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, you know, we've, we've had people like warned collectors where we've lost money. Um, so a lot of people started getting skeptical. And that's one thing I've noticed that you guys have listened to fans. You've, you've, you've come out there. And, and I do think some people were still confused about the message. Um, and I still to this day, I'm trying to talk to other people like just on Facebook or, or on Twitter, and they're a little confused. And I try to try to kind of help them out uh, when I see it. But let's talk about that. Your, 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 your original opening, your soft opening, you had the bars. Now your grand opening, you have a new system where it's five dollars down to pre-order and that's it. And then when it when it's, when the games are coming out, you uh, you uh, will send an invoice. What? What made you switch this? Was this something fans did? Did you just look at like GameStop where they have the five dollar down? Uh, and and how was that switch? Like, well, let me sort of speak to that super quickly. Yeah. And so first off, I, I would say there's actually sort of two separate conversations there. Okay. So start with the first one, which is the business model. Um, you know, the initial idea was obviously, well, people are pre-ordering. We should get the amount of the order, and then when we ship, you know. Great. Um, and, you know, what we realized was, one, um, it was taking a while to bring in orders, and you can't ask people to wait forever. Mm -hmm. um, 
And secondly, we wanted the site to be as accessible as humanly possible. And, you know, and especially things, well, maybe they're improving, maybe they aren't. This is a uniquely hard time in the American experience, or certainly you have to go way back to find a time as tough as this. Um, and it just struck us that asking someone to put down, you know, 39, 69, whatever it was, and a lot of people order multiple games, so multiple of that amount for a game that, you know, they're not going to get immediately, although there are plenty of people that did it, there are probably also plenty of people who would have loved to order a game. It's like, look, I, I, I'm sorry, you know, I lost my job. Um, or I haven't lost my job now, but God knows what's going to happen in a month or two. This is a luxury. I just don't feel good about it. And it's like, you know what? Fine. That's actually pretty reasonable. So we decided the thing to do to make this stuff as accessible to as many people as possible was instead of asking for prepayment, just to take a small deposit so we know you're serious. Um, and that was just all of That's partly, if you want to call it kindness, it's kindness. But Really, just the intention was to open it up and to make it as easy as possible. Um, and then for the second point, the bar. So what we decided to do was go granular. Um, you know, there's certainly a school of thought that says no one wants too much information. I mean, there's a reason why people say TMI, and it was like, oh, my God, <laughs> TMI. I don't want to deal with it. And, you know, we respect that, and that's fine. So if you don't want to know the details, you don't have to. But there's also a, a pretty good cadre of super fans out there who want to hyperstock their products. You know, what corner of the warehouse is the box in? Is it yeah. still the northwest corner? Why don't you move <laughs> to the southeast corner? It's closer to the loading dock. Is on the loading dock yet? Is that on the concrete strip or just like the asphalt part? Um, and so for those people, and because we happen to have an internal product management system that made this fairly easy to do, um, we basically opened up our internal systems. So it's not just that this game is, you know, 50% ordered or whatever it is. Um, if you go to the status section, and it's, it's not too hard to find. There's a link at the bottom of the page. It's not like a neon, but just go to production status. You know, we not only show where we are on orders, but we should show where we are in each and every component. Um, I'm happy to say for each and every component, where we are is final and approved. But, you know, as we had, as we start working on new games, there'll be brand new games that are going to start appearing that may not be that way. But it means if you are one of these fans and you're really interested and you want to know, is a blow-in card done? Has the blow-in card been approved by Nintendo? Has it been color-corrected? Whatever. You know, all of this stuff for blooding budding game anthropologists slash, you know, production geeks is there. Um, and I guess the other e meaning it has is radical transparency. Um, you know, what you were saying earlier, the fact is there have been some less than good players in this space. Um, and while I think most people out there who sort of follow this stuff closely, again, the sort of hyper fans, um, know who we are. I mean, the fact is you Google my name, you Google David's names, you Google some other people's names. It's like, okay, these guys have been around the industry for a while. And if you read the very little fan commentary there is, it's pretty positive. But there are other people out there like, yeah, yeah, I've heard about this. Wasn't there this company that whatever? And um, to make people feel better, we felt being as transparent as humanly possible was a way to do it. And I think it's kind of worked. I think at this point, on the one hand, people are understandably impatient. I mean, they'd like to see us get enough orders and ship the games, and I don't blame them. 
Although then again, you know, I we did a we did a bunch of market surveys before we started this, and most of the what we would call Intuit core audience has waited more than 12 months for a game. So, you know, waiting two months, three months is hardly out of the realm. But the fact is, I wish we could just hand it to them, but we can't. But in the meantime, we can give them each and every move we're making. Yeah, and I will say that. Uh, like a lot of the, you know, Bree filled, fields a lot of the social aspects of the site and the company and the customer service emails. Um, and some of the emails she'll send me, like just just touting our our communication skills or somebody thanking us for being so transparent about things. Those little things like just totally make my day. And it's like, you know, that that just tells me that we are making somewhat of a difference that um, even if we can't just immediately ship somebody a game that you know at least our effectiveness or at least we're being somewhat effective in terms of communicating um and i think the production the production status page is just that too um to go back to the pre-order progress bar um in in concept and in theory um it was a lot more gamified um, when we first kind of launched uh, idealized it or theorized about this bar um, it looked actually a little bit more video gamey too. It looked like a Mega Man life bar or like a Ninja <laughs> yeah. Gaiden life bar. And it was going to be really cool. Like, and somehow evolved into this arrow meter thing that just kind of didn't didn't really have the same life or appeal. Um, and then you know, of course, it's it's when it's not moving as fast as you want it to move, then you know, then it just looks like you're checking back and you're looking at things under a microscope. Um, so that's when it's you know, that's when it doesn't become as fun. Um, and then yeah, just the, the times have been insanely tough. It's just like you know, you're ready to launch, you spend 15 months working on the site, getting the titles done, getting the cover sheets approved, you know, getting the steelbook art done, um, the the tens approved. I mean, like just getting the, the collector's tens. I mean, those are something um, I feel like I haven't gotten, in, in my personal opinion, haven't gotten the attention they've deserved because how, how hard it was to fight and get those actually approved by Nintendo and ESRB. Like, I won't even get into that. That was just crazy hard. Um, but they're kind of like showcase pieces. I mean, some people were giving us a little pushback and feedback, like, I, you know, I don't need this crap. It's just too big, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, those same people are, you know, willing to buy all these different crazy variation size boxes. And it's like, well, that's not going to fit on your shelf either. So it's just <laughs> like, you know, I, I stood, I kind of stood by these. I, and when you see a game, actually, give me a second. Uh, uh, we're getting a visual yeah, representation so, over here. Yeah, so, I mean, I did a little printout. Oh, damn, I don't know if this is going to work. There we go. Oh, so when you see a game actually in it, and this is just a mock-up box in a case, but when you see a game in it, it's it just looks like a lot more fun and complete. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's just a nice display piece, and they're all unified size. So one of the challenges is, like, you know, how do you also come up with cool stuff to put into the box that's going to be a unified size to sit on your shelf? Um, so, I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot that goes into all this stuff. So spending the last... 15 months um, just coming up with all these little different parts and moving pieces from a, a, a small company with, you know, publishing experience though has been a, I will say it's been a learning experience and it's been, it's been challenging, but it's also been pretty fun. Um, you know, I couldn't ask for better, more communicative partners, um, you know, working with uh, Mebius, working with uh, Digerati and Blue Wizard, like on Slayaway Camp and, and Arc System Works, who I have nothing but respect for. I mean, just having Guilty Gear, launching with Guilty Gear was just you know, amazing. And I think that was one of the the first things that a lot of the doubters said. They're like, holy crap, these, like, who are these people that have Guilty Gear? What? <laughs> so, you know, that was that was really cool. And it is nice to see the, um, the community really rallying around Guilty Gear and pushing that one, and especially Rolling Gunner. 
Um, I mean, we have a, a few, like a handful of just like super hardcore dedicated Rolling Gunner fans out there on Twitter for sure. And um, yeah, I couldn't ask for better fans than that. And uh, I don't know if you recently, if you saw it, um, I made like a little special acrylic keychain, Rolling Gunner keychain yeah. for them um, and mailed the, you know, the few hardcore players out there a little thank you, like a personal thank you. So, um, you know, the fans, the fans who, who are supporting us, who understand what we're trying to do, um, I have an insane amount of respect for, and it's really cool to, to see them kind of championing and pushing you on. So that makes like getting up, sitting behind my computer, my computer, you know, all day, all night. Worthwhile. <laughs> it really does. Well, I think that's something that's very unique in this whole field is the collector's editions. Like you said, different sizes, different shapes. What do they have? What are they, you know, what makes yours unique? And the tin is one of those things that absolutely makes yours unique. And it looks great. Uh, I hate to say I'm one of those people that will most likely put the tin in a box because I don't have the room to store it, uh, you know, on oh, the shelf. That's, that's, it's totally, but, and, you know, that's <laughs> one of the things. We listen to feedback. And it's like, you know, we don't need to be selling the tins, you know, with them. So now it's, you know, we, we separated those out. So if somebody just wants the game, totally, you know, totally cool. You can buy the tins separately if you want. The deluxe edition will come with it. It's not like it's a, a fixture. It's like you don't have to display it as a part of the of, of the game. Um, but there, it's just a, it's a nice little have. Absolutely. And there's other people out there that will be like, that is going right up on my wall. And and I, I think that's why one of the things that makes this whole you know, industry so cool is that everybody collects differently and everybody has, you know, their own choices of what they want to display. Um, so yeah, your, your deluxe editions by far look amazing. Um, so we obviously were talked a little bit about the, the social environment and then the world environment right now, how it is very difficult. Um, and, and obviously we talked about the, the bar, which it's it's almost like a Kickstarter. It's like people, I, I want to kickstart that, but I want to kickstart it after it's funded. It's a it's yeah. a catch twenty two. I want to I want to get the physicality game, but I want the bar to be full or almost full. I'll wait until then. So it's really really a tough thing. But but out outside of those two aspects, what would you say is probably your biggest hurdle uh, as a you know startup company? You've been in the industry for a long time, but but physicality is a is, is a newer company. Um, what would what would you say has been the, the absolute biggest thing you've had to contend with outside of COVID and you know the, the bar? Well, I think the bar is sort of shorthand for exactly what we've had to contend with, um, which is to say, I think it's shorthand for awareness. Um, we have great games. Um, I think we have a compelling product. It's just that outside as core a real core audience, I don't think enough people know who we are yet. Mm. So yeah. market awareness. Yeah, I would have to say so too. Um, I mean, there are you know very passionate like Switchcore and everyone. It's yeah, the most passionate, cool group um, <laughs> on the planet of collectors. It's true, like, that is very then, true. But you also look at you know how many then you see press releases and such go out like fifty thousand or fifty million Switch units sold. It's like where the hell are the rest of these people? <laughs> you, know, you have to ask yourself like. How, what are we what are we doing wrong are we doing something wrong you know do i do i smell like am I a smell? <laughs> what the hell? so um, yeah, yeah i do think it does come down to um a bit of market awareness too um you know are are the games new you know a rolling gunner that's probably also another reason why rolling gunner has so much attention is it's it's a relatively new title i mean maybe it's just ported this to the switch um late last year so it does have a little bit of life in it. Um, the Guilty Gear title has been released in PAL and physical. It has been released in Japan and uh, Asian territories physical. Um, so is there a mad rush to get it? Not necessarily. 
um, was there something that I thought we could uh, we could do differently for uh, an NTSC, or I'm sorry, a, a, a North American release? Oh, for sure. Um, and you know that's why all of our deluxe editions are you know include steelbooks, for instance, like. The steelbooks, I, I'm a big fan of steelbooks. I love steelbooks. So, you know, that's that's one of the things, yeah. And and then, you know, little little known to us at the time that, um, you know, when we talked to our partners about, you know, steelbooks and yada, yada, that the, the approval process for those isn't as straightforward. I'll keep it like that, um, keep it very, very high level and say the approval process for that is not as easy or straightforward as you, you would think. Um, so that was another challenge too, but, you know, with our deluxe editions, um, I always like to to make sure that everything included is is well thought out. is isn't something that's just a, a folded up poster or a sticker sheet. It's like I'm not 12. I'm not going through Nintendo Power, a Game Informer, and doing like the perforated tear out poster that I'm gonna hang in my you know my basement. It's like I, I want something cool and you know that that isn't just a, an afterthought. Um, and that's why a lot of the stuff in our deluxe editions is is pretty premium stuff it's not just a sticker sheet or a poster or a, a postcard or whatever it's 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 you know like uh like the i don't it's hard to describe what the rolling gunner kinetic art frame is but it's like a flat snow globe if you think about it it's it's um it's not spherical so it's hard <laughs> to come up with a name for it so i think bill coined that like the kinetic action frame or whatever so it's it's like a shoot 'em up snow globe so there's a bunch of bullets inside and you can swap out the boss pictures on the back and the uh, rolling gun and the stork is like printed on the front of it, so you have like a three-dimensional kind of uh, a visual. So it's just like a lot of this stuff really went into 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 thought and depth over the last you know X amount of months on you know what can we do that's cool and unique and um, like for Guilty Gear doing the steelbook with the uh, and then doing the uh, the anniversary the commemorative medal, which I think is freaking huge. Like I think it's what is it six centimeters or something. Yeah, or, it's, it's um, major. It's not a, it's not like a quarter size or like the collectors' coins that other companies are doing. It's, it's like a big, it's like a big medal. Um, and it celebrates, you know, the Guilty Gear's 20th anniversary and Art System Works 30th anniversary. And I felt it was a, a nice piece to have in the collection. So. We also splurged in the whole thing of sandblasted, which is like the most expensive process you can do. But if you feel it, you'll, you'll. Are you a Pulp Fiction fan? I mean, I've seen the movie a long time ago. Well, when you shoot it, you'll know where the extra money went. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's like some of that stuff just looks incredible. And and you you have three games ready on the site. Um, I do know that you are teasing a fourth game. Um, some fans, from what I've heard, are are wondering about that. Why are they teasing a fourth game when the the first three aren't mm-hmm. even out yet? Um, can you give me a little bit of insight of why why now? Why did you choose now to to talk about the fourth game as opposed to waiting until at least one of the, the three you know get out to market? People can see it and go, oh my god, look at what physicality can do. Because I think once once one gets out there, you know, it'll like a snowball effect. Well, we we share a similar mindset then. Um, that's exactly what I'm thinking too. Because you know you do see, uh, and I see it every day scrolling on Twitter when somebody gets like, you know, here's my new pickups or here's my March haul or whatever. And people are taking pictures of physical products and, you know, that that has a ripple effect that has, you know, uh, um, when you're doing unboxings for influencers, when you're sending out copies for press, uh, that definitely carries more weight than just sending out a key um, for sure. Um, If we, you know, we have, you know, a couple of the titles, Rolling Gunner and Guilty Gear that are approaching their, you know, their their manufacturer goals. Um, But then you have another month or two um, 
before manufacturing it actually gets in the hands of these people. Um, so it's like, you know, do you wait that long before you refresh your site and build up some more interest? And to me, it's it's also a, um, your partners are waiting, but it's a PR bump. You know, it's a it's a marketing beat. Um, so can you drive more interest, add some more products to the site, and build a little more interest? It's like, yeah, totally. And be it be it game or you know, there are other products that are coming to the site that are non-game. So like, um, I think we announced that we have a, a rolling gutter T-shirt coming, um, and I'm I'm absolutely in love with the the, uh, the design one of our artists came up with. Um, and I will tell you right now, exclusive. Um, it's kind of like a, a schematic design. So if you ever looked at any of those old Star Wars books that shows like the yes. cross sections or like the wireframe, um, it's exactly that of the Rolling Gun and Stork with like uh, details. So like I went back to when I saw this design, it was just literally just you know the wireframe designs of the Rolling Gun and Stork. Um, and then I was just like, wait a second. I was like, this reminds me of, like those like uh, what are those auto books called? I forgot. Um, Anyway, you always walk, you like walk into an auto store, you know, those parts books. They oh, break down like, every piece. Yeah, every little piece. Um, so I was like, oh my God, let's, let's, you know, I guarantee you that Mebius and Project Rolling Gunner team have like detailed information about the ship and all this stuff. And sure enough, like I just asked them for a few little, like, hey, like what's the wingspan? What's, you know, what kind of engines? And they sent me back just this laundry list of like, maximum takeoff uh, weight, like, you know, it's like unloaded weight, blah, 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 maximum velocity. It's like, holy crap, this is, too, this is too more than I asked for. But, you know, I found that we found a good medium. And so it's like got the, the detailed information um, on the shirt about like the rolling gun in the stork, and it looks really kick ass. So, you know, it's just you want to keep keep the site alive, make it make the site feel living. Um, and it's like you don't want if to if things are going a bit slower than you like, it's, you know, why why let it just kind of um, sail on by itself without any updates I mean, you can only talk about the same three games for so long well i and i would put that whole thing in one other sort of set of terms which is we went out and you know before we went live we kind of over prepared for this thing and put together a pretty long catalog um so we have a good handful of games in reserve um and the internal debate we had was okay how many games can you put on the site without overwhelming your audience and, you know, we landed on three, and that was probably not a bad number. But at this point, um, you know, people have seen the games. They're, the people who've come to the site already have obviously come to the site. So we felt like adding another game now and then maybe another game pretty soon after that, you know, you're not overwhelming people because they've had a chance to get used to those first three games. Yeah, I hear you. That, that, that makes sense because uh, I know a lot of people are just really, really antsy to – to uh, get at their hands on these games, myself included. Um, they're, they're all great titles. Um, but, but, here's the big but. What, if you could get one game now, these are great titles. You got some fantastic titles. But if, if one developer can come to you right now and say, Physicality Games, we want you to put out a physical copy of our game. Any, doesn't matter, it could be any. What would it be? What would be your dream project if you can do? old konami stuff maybe Ooh. yeah i was gonna i was gonna say that just the uh I, i've seen people ask time and time again for like the the shoot 'em up collection from konami and their contra collection and the uh i think i forgot the other one is called like, action or something yeah but those three collections would just be stellar to get um though for attention's sake you know you know i'm gonna have to say scott pilgrim like <laughs> of course. everybody in the world has been asking for that game. Um, it's, it's a decent title, but I think it's just 
the hype now is just <laughs> just that. <laughs> it's just hype. Um, but probably, you know, I might have to agree with Bill uh, in my heart of hearts. Like, I love those Konami collections, and that would be really cool to get those for sure. Um, though I'd, all, I'd also love, you know, if Square would do something with it. I would love to get some older Square titles made. Um, like, God, if we could get uh, a reprint of Einhander, mm-hmm. I would be a very happy camper. I'm sure a lot of people would, too. You, you can go ahead and get the Grandia HD 1 and or, 2 collections. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know a lot of people would love that physical, myself included. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably locked up already. So, you know, one of the uh, competitors has, like, 35 games they're announcing soon. So. Oh, well, I guess we'll, we'll find out. But uh, there, there's just a lot of titles. Yeah, that, yeah, it's like it's like picking your favorite kid. <laughs> it really is. Uh, but th- those are definitely some good good answers for sure. Um, now, um, you, the games that are available right now for pre-order, you got Rolling Gunner, you've got the Guild of Gear 20th Anniversary, and you've got uh, Slayaway Camp. Um, all those are for the Switch, and Slayaway Camp is also on the PS4. You've yep. got the digital, you got the deluxe. I mean, you got the regular. They're priced very fairly: twenty nine ninety nine to thirty four ninety nine for the regular, and fifty nine ninety nine to sixty four ninety nine for the deluxe. Very fair pricing. Definitely could have gone higher. Uh, so I'm I'm personally happy. Are you seeing more on the the deluxe side? Um, because like I'll tell you right now, personally, I went with the deluxe. Um, I went for the deluxe because I'm a switch bo- or a steelbook collector. So I, I, if there's a steelbook, I, I'm going to go for it. So that was the hook for me. Um, some people, it's a tin. Some people, it's the other goodies. Um, but, or, or are you seeing more go with the regular? Because I know like Guilty Gear originally was only a deluxe, and then you announced, hey, we're listening to the fans. Here's a regular. And a lot, I saw a lot of people like, oh, now I'm going to jump on it now that there's a regular. Um, what are you seeing more in terms of production? I think it varies day by day. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's within, you know, probably 20%. You know, I don't remember if it's 40% regular, 60% deluxe, or vice versa. But um, it, it, it's pretty close to even money. That's good. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't steer too far from that either. It's a re- really, I was almost going to go 50-50 split, but yeah, it does vary. Like, one day, it's like a tug of war. One day the deluxe will be in the lead, and the next day... You know, standard editions will be in the lead. Have you thought about, I know like the tins are separate now as well. Have you thought about putting any of the other deluxe edition stuff as add-ons? So, so again, like like I, I want the Steelbook. That's my main draw, but I have to buy everything to get that. Like I know there's all other people like me as well. Like, oh, well, you know what? Here's the game. You can get the regular version and you can add on the Steelbook and you don't have to get the other stuff. Or, you know, maybe you want the metal, the Guilty Gear metal. I want that. Or I want the the the, the flat snow globe for for rolling yeah. gunner but you don't want the other stuff are you thinking about art service like an a la carte yeah, yeah exactly um you know i think the main focus is getting the games manufactured first um and then you know look into those options later i will say that a couple of the soundtracks we have lined up like so for <coughs> whispering willows which we did announce back in like february um whispering willows will be making a return to the site it was supposed to be one of the launch titles um and then again listening to you know feedback um, it was like, you know, do we launch with four titles or three titles? And people were just like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Let's, you know, <laughs> scale this back to three. So, you know, we listened to them and, you know, uh, Akupara is very gracious and has been a terrific partner. Um, so, you know, they've been very patient and, and, you know, we're, we're going to put, uh, Whispering Willows back up on the site soon. Um, it does include a soundtrack. I mean, none of the items I think are, that are in, included in the deluxe edition. We've, I mean, we've shown the, 
um, deluxe edition contents. So that one does have a soundtrack also. Um, and so does Rolling Gunner. You know, we thought about uh, um, selling those separately when we do have a soundtracks tab mm-hmm. on the site uh, in addition to apparel, collectibles, and other stuff. So, you know, there is there is a future there um, for other stuff and to separate some of the things like the soundtracks for sure. Um, as for some of the other um, key items in the deluxe editions, I mean, I think that's what keeps them unique. Um, so at this time, I won't say that they're going to be separated out, but in the future, you know, maybe it will just be uh, a scaled back or middle ground version where it is just the steel book in the game. Yeah, and so so you just mentioned Whispering Willows. Is that the the fourth game you were teasing, or is there is that actually a fifth that would be, game? That would be the fourth, but there would the tease would be the fifth. Oh, all right. So, wow. So there's a lot of content coming to physicality games. That's for sure. Yeah, including, you know, we're going to, um, we're preparing to also kind of run a little con, uh, profile creation, um, giveaway or contest on our, on the social soon. Um, maybe we can get it up in time tomorrow. I know tomorrow's kind of a holiday, so I don't know about you, but usually when there's a weekend or holiday, I try to avoid social media and sitting <laughs> yeah. behind my monitor. Um, but if we can get it up tomorrow, cool. If not, we'll, you know, we'll run it next week. But, uh, it, the profile, the community profile stuff that Bill was mentioning earlier, it's 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 largely borrowed or riffed off of. I don't know if you're familiar with Bandcamp, um, but I'm a massive fan of Bandcamp. I mean, I just love what they've done with their community, where it's like it's not super robust, but it's also not. Um, it's important. It's still important, and I've discovered a ton of cool music just by um, following other accounts on there. And you'll get served an email saying like, so and so just bought um, this album. You know. It might you might be interested in it because you also bought this this album that you know uh, you have in common. Um, so that's the idea, and you know I hope to flesh out more of the community features later on down the line, um, and then gamify the site too a bit. That's really cool. Yeah, I did notice there's the the soundtrack and the, the apparel <laughs> tabs, and that's really nice that you're you're branching off into other merchandise too. Um, so. Since everything happened, you had your soft launch, you have your grand opening. Some people have been very confused. Some people have been wondering and waiting for the bars to fill up. Um, you know, you, you talked about the 50 million switches. Where are these people? Why aren't they coming to our site? Is there any message that the two of you would like to give to the listeners, to the watchers, depending on where they're, they're viewing this from, to say, you know, why they should go to your website, why they should purchase physicality games? Well, I, I think. Oh, Bill, you want to take? Nope. Go ahead. I was say. Um, well, I, I, at this point, I think we might may have proved that we're not. Um, and I hate using their name, Warren, because I just feel so <laughs> terrible. I mean, I don't know exactly everything in detail that what what happened with them. Um, it is unfortunate that they set that you know precedent for other companies to come. Um, and I do feel there's more room in the space. I, I mean, I really do. It's like the more the merrier. It's like I'm a big fan of physical media. Um, I mean, if you walk through my downstairs, my, my front room looks like my game room looks like my office. Um, you know, there's shit, excuse me, which there's stuff everywhere. I mean, like there's, it's like 80s toy central in my office. Awesome. If you go down in my game room, it's like floor to ceiling games everywhere in this 10 by 10 little room. And if you walk into my living room, it's like DVDs and Blu-rays and horror memorabilia all over the place. Um, so I do feel there's more room for everybody. I feel like that we have earned uh, some people's trust, um, but we're you know we're in it to to be friends. To, you know we're human, we're approachable. It's like you have a question, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We love talking to people. I mean, um, you know, hit me up on Twitter if you want to chat games. And, you know, if you if you want a, a, a social amplification, I'm happy to retweet you. It's like 
you know, I, I like talking about physical media. I like talking about games. It's, it's something I've, ever since I grew up playing, like, River Raid on Atari, it's, you know, it's it's been my passion and dream to be in this industry. And, it's like, you know, I've been doing so for uh, too long, 15, 16 years. <laughs> I have a grays in my beard and my hair to prove it. But, uh <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I, I do think we've earned some people's trust, and um, we're we're in it to make to make games and make friends. What about you, Bill? Uh, I don't really have a lot to add. I mean, end of the first off, you know, obviously, no one needs to buy video games, right? It's a luxury. <laughs> yeah. But if you love games, you want really quality collector's editions. You want to be you want a way to share your community interests with other gamers. And you happen to enjoy the probably not certainly the best shmup made recently, arguably the best shmup ever made. You know, you <laughs> want to be part of gaming history and you like 2D fighting games. Um, if you're a front fan of campy movies, you know, check it out. Um, and, you know, we would really appreciate your support. This is, you know, going on two years of our life. We've put our heart and soul into it. Um, we think we've done something no one else has. Um, and for at least two of the games, and I'm not telling you anything that's hidden. I mean, all this is very visible on the production <laughs> status tab. Um, we're pretty close to shipping. We're getting there. You know, just a pretty small handful of people would make all the difference. Yeah, it's very true. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, we one of the things that hasn't really been taken advantage of, too, either. It's like the more people talk about it, the more the pages get shared, the faster, you know, we hit these numbers, the faster <laughs> we get into manufacture. Um so it's you know we'll we'll continue to push them, um, and we would ask our fans if you know if you're passionate about a game and you want to see a game get made, you know please consider sharing the uh, the product pages. Absolutely. Well, for all those fans looking to get into physicality games, you can go to physicalitygames.com where all the games are purchasable. Again, it's Rolling Gunner, which is excellent. And I want to thank you guys personally. Uh, you guys sent us codes. We were able to do a Switch Mania Playcast episode on Rolling Gunner. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Awesome game. Um, so listen to that. Shameless plug. Um, so we have the Guilty Gear 20th Anniversary and the Slay Away Camp Butcher's Cut are all available, Switch or PS4 with the Slay Away Camp. Um, you could also go to the Twitter which is at Physicality Game. There's no S there, so it's just Physicality Game. And uh, you guys are building up a Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Physicality Games. So mm-hmm. absolutely give these guys some love because I, I think they proved it today that they are really in it for the you know it's long haul, and they've got the experience to back it up. That's what I'd say. And the gray um, hairs. <clears throat> Remember that. Dave, what? Say, and the gray hairs. Don't and the that. gray hairs to yeah. prove it, yes. Old jaded, old jaded man, I feel like. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Bill and David, it has been an absolute pleasure and honor uh, to just have a little bit of your busy schedule. Uh, so thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for your time. It was an honor to be here and an absolute blast. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I mean, yeah, I can't thank you enough for your time and chasing me down to, you know, make this happen. <laughs> yeah, it took a little bit of, a little bit of time to, uh, to make it. Oh, my gosh. And then... Uh, um, yeah, we, I mean, we have Mastiff rolling at the same time, so we have another another game we're looking to announce very soon coming to the Switch eShop, which you might have seen the Japanese version box art. Oh, yes, uh, yes, uh, Fight Grab. I'm not going to say anything. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks amazing. But, yeah, so, uh, so it's it like, is. you know, we have two baskets here. It's like the physicality basket and the Mastiff <laughs> basket and then our Japan office and so there's a lot going on, so I apologize for it taking so long to line this up. You know what? There's a saying: good things are worth the wait, right? Uh-huh. So, Bless your heart. So, uh, you know, this this uh, 
Hey, my wife's Southern. I know that means something different, okay? <laughs> what does it mean? Is, is, that, is, that, is that code for no, you're wrong? <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's uh, something weird. Uh, something like, like that. I don't say thank you. <laughs> it, 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 it's something else. But uh, okay. anyways. I'm happy to look it up. Yes, you'll have to. I will, we'll talk about it after. But uh, anyways, you know, it's it's true. Um, just being able to talk with you has been great. And, and I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, the games when they do come out. Um, so if you're listening to this on the uh, Switch Mania Playcast side, uh, thank you for listening. You can you could find this on Anchor and all other formats where the Switch Mania Playcast is, all your podcast uh, sites. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can catch all Nintendo Fuse YouTube stuff like game chats, industry talks like this episode here, our biweekly podcast um ton of content so please follow us there thank you so much for watching have a wonderful day and take care